Welcome to Fulfillment Hero, where we share, define, and discuss the principles that model fulfilling life. My name's Dustin, and I'm here with my partner in crime. I'm Sal, and we're ready to crank it out today. We're ready to roll, bro. You know, part of me expected you to come on with one of those voices you're pulling during this whole pre-setup. Yo, what's good, man? <laughs> it's your boy, Wheezy. It's your boy, Wheezy. That's pretty good, man. And I'm telling you, you sound good here on the mic. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> well, let's get into this. Uh, so we're going to dive into something that we've been talking about a lot the last week and something that we felt is important to very many people, and it's obvious why, and that's forgiveness. Uh, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, working through that process, you know, properly healing, um, letting go to move forward. It's a pretty powerful thing, and I think the reason we talked about this so much is because you've experienced the power of what forgiveness has done uh, a lot, especially recently. Uh, and I know it's something that you felt at peace about. Where does that start? You know, where do you start to forgive, uh, especially when it's not something you consistently practice uh, and there's just so much work to do? Yeah. Um, for me, I believe it starts by meeting yourself where you're at. You got to meet yourself wherever you're at. Um, that was the biggest thing that helped me through a forgiveness process was just, where are you right now? Acknowledge it. No matter how bad, no matter, you know, how ugly it looks, meet yourself right there. And I'll, I'll go through a, a step process where our good friend, Brother Isaiah, that helped me through this forgiveness process where I came to him at a broken time where I was a mess. I'm telling you, I was a mess. Mentally, physically, everything. And I was going through a breakup, which a lot of us, you know, we experience. There's, I, I don't know how many people I had reach out to me recently that are going through breakups. And they're saying, like, Sal, how do you overcome this? Like, what do you do? So that's why this podcast was important that I believe will help you know, a lot of people out there because we all experience hardship, whether it's a death in our family, whether it's a business that doesn't go right, whether it's a breakup or just so many things that how do you overcome these? And good thing I met some good people in my life, like Brother Isaiah, right? Shout you can out speak to on that. Shout, uh, yes, absolutely. Brother Isaiah uh, is awesome. And, you know, I'm, I miss him. We both miss him. He's out in New York right now. Um, so we're going to have to catch up with him get our butts out there um man super powerful yeah what, what so so what happened so let's break it down for me going through going through a breakup i mean how that is hard for anybody right you put your heart into something it doesn't work out um the way you want it to work out and the first thing to do i think is it's human nature to look for the easiest route out or look for the quickest fix because it helps with the pain or um, to blame it, to blame it on someone else. Because what does that mean? That means I don't have to do any work. That means that, hey, this, is, this wasn't me. It was all their fault. Um, anyways, being in a dark spot where you feel lonely, um, I ran into Brother Isaiah. And he helped me with my spiritual life where, um, you know, I was, I was feeling a mess. And I'm just like, man, I don't, I can't forgive. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. And, you know, I stopped praying. I believe in God. And I stopped praying because I said, I'm such in a horrible spot. Like, for whatever reason, I didn't have that intimate relationship with God. And I'm like, God, I don't want to hear from you right now. So I stopped praying. And I, I'm looking, I'm searching for some kind of answer. And anyways, one of the things that he taught me that, was so important that helped me was he goes sell you gotta god will meet you where you're at meet yourself where you're at you're in this horrible spot right now and he said write out a letter write a letter of exactly how you feel everything i mean if there's bad words in there there's um things that you're thinking like get it out write it on that letter and when I did that, for the first time in my life, it felt like I got all these um, 
these toxins out. All these things that I was thinking that I was beating myself up, I was beating myself up even more for thinking them. I said, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm thinking that." Like now I'm even worse of a person. And all I did was keep beating myself. I was already down, and I put myself down even more. But by doing that, I said, "Okay, this is where I'm at. This is how I feel in this very moment. It's not where I want to be, but this is where I'm at." And then I called God or yourself, whatever you want to call into it. But I called God and said, this is where I'm at, not where I want to be. Come into this. And that's the only way you can really move forward. That's like the first step is where are you right now? What do you feel? And don't be ashamed of those feelings. Like we all struggle. We all think these bad thoughts at times. And sometimes we identify with things that are false that ain't really us. I mean, meet that and unashamed. Like I know we're... We're, we're uh, so big on judgment. Like, what are people going to think because I feel this? Like, how many people out there also feel that? They just don't talk about it. That's one thing about being vulnerable is you're able to share with others that, hey, I also I also felt this. This is how I overcame it. Without that vulnerability, you don't, you're, you don't open up for other people. Like, other people think, like, oh, I should, I should feel bad for feeling this because nobody else has ever felt this. And it's like, no. So many other people have gone through this and have felt the same thing. What's cool is, be, and something that I pulled from that and hanging out with brothers is being able to lean into God, leaning into that relationship instead of leaning into the floor or leaning into you know, the shovel that you used to dig yourself into that hole, but leaning into God and putting your, your soul, your heart, and your mind in the right spot to overcome the resentfulness you have towards yourself you know it's okay to think that and i'm gonna explain this that you know you are the problem in the world i think everyone should honestly think that but not in a resentful way but in a way that says all right if i'm the problem how can i be the solution and in that way you're not resentful towards yourself you're not beating yourself up you're leaning into how you can be great how you can have impact uh and how you can be forgiving uh but no that was something that was powerful that came from from the relationship that i got to build with brother isaiah with you uh and i think was powerful you know just that phrase leaning in lean in yeah you know honestly as as a man as well too i've i felt that i couldn't feel all these things that i was feeling like a man's not supposed to struggle he's supposed to have it all figured out he's uh He's not supposed to feel scared. He's always supposed to feel on this, on top of the hill point. And these were these were false illusions that, or these false thoughts that I had of what of what it is to be a man. And now that I dig more and more into it, it's like a real man is vulnerable. A real man owns these things that he feels. Um, a real man has other good men around him that he's able to say, "Hey, you know what? I was scared," or "You know what?" My relationship isn't working. My my finances ain't right. And being able to share that. And that's how the only way we could heal is when we admit. But I felt like it was too hard to to go out and share those things because um, it's like, well, everybody else got to figure it out. And so we're all putting these masks on. Like nobody in this world has it all figured out. We could all improve in certain areas. And so... That, that was that was a big turning point for me. And now it's like, okay, I struggle in life and I've done some things I'm not proud of, but now I'm also not afraid to share them because it's going to help somebody out there. We get, I don't want to give a false illusion that, hey, I've never struggled in my life. I have, I've always had it figured out. What does that say to a younger kid coming up thinking like, oh, my gosh, you know? You're right. You know, in, uh, in a class I had today uh, speaking on leadership development, something that was brought up was you know leaders are relatable and you know i think striving to be a good man uh a a good man of god uh someone who's strong is and someone who's influential is somebody who is relatable who can share those stories uh and isn't afraid of it that there's no there's (coughs) forgiveness there's acceptance they're saying there's no way to change that now what one thing i can do is to learn from that grow and move forward and lift others up around me and that's something that's been important to us especially here on the show 
We've yeah. gotten a lot of feedback, uh, especially, you know, there's a few individuals uh, specifically who have benefited from the honesty uh, that has come through these mics. And that's like something that makes Fulfillment Hero special. Exactly. <coughs> uh, so when it comes to healing, you, what, I guess, how would you do that? You know, there's some things that you told me that you did to, to take you to places that you had forgotten that you never forgave. Uh, yeah. But what, what would you, what did you do to get to a point of, you know, finding these things that you didn't forgive in the past and then being able to, to heal, to stitch up and to fix those wounds? So first off to understand forgiveness, healing, it's a process. It's not something that you do overnight. It's not something that you pop a pill and it's all of a sudden it's there. So understanding that and knowing that it's a journey because that's where I was going wrong. It's like, how come I'm not healed yet? How come I'm not for forgiving yet? How come? And Brother Isaiah, he put it in a way where he said, what if we do CrossFit? And he says, what if someone came in here, said, I've never worked out before and I want to snatch 315 pounds over my head right now. <laughs> what are you going to tell him? I'm saying, well, I'm going to laugh and say, hey, you know, we could get you there, but it's going to be a journey. Same thing. Same thing with healing and forgiveness. It's going to be a journey. You know, we have a vision of where we want to be. And then we, we know it's also going to take work. It's going to take dedication. It's going to you're going to have days where you you fall back and you have to come bring yourself back. But as long as you're having more of the productive days than the lost days. But sometimes you sometimes you have those days that set you back where you just can't figure it out. Um, understanding these emotions that are wired into us like depression. It's like, say, hey, I was married for 10 years. My marriage didn't work out. Oh my gosh, I'm depressed. You should feel depressed. You just went through a marriage that didn't work out. You put your heart into it. There, I mean, there's always things that we could fix better, right? But you should feel depressed. People don't get that. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm depressed. Like, yeah, that's an emotion. They're trying to tell you something. You love something or you were into something, you put your heart into it and it didn't work out. Depression is that's that your your body, your brain, your heart is doing its job. You, you should feel depression as long as you don't live there. But you're going to experience it. Um, you might feel anger. Someone was unjust to you. Anger is not a bad thing. It's what you do with it. So understanding those like, you know, where you want to really right away go and like, oh, my gosh, he's depressed. Like, yeah, let him heal through it. Let him heal through it. How important is that to let somebody truly experience, you know, what they're going through? Uh, like, let's say going through a rough breakup, and you know, this mm -hmm. is maybe where we can dive into that more, because uh, it's something I've experienced a little bit of also. Um, but being able to go through a time where, you know, your heart's broken, your your mind's messed up, you feel crippled, um, but. Man, how how do you use that experience? Like, I, how how valuable is that to to let that soak in, to let that energy be there, and then push it to the outside world? Yeah, I mean, everybody understanding everybody's different, and everybody's going to process it different. Everybody's going to heal at different times. But I mean, I mean, is it important to? to recognize it for what it is and then use it for something good and accept that. Because I, I know when I went through uh, a breakup in the past, one of the best things that my friends and family ever did for me was letting it do its job, you know, letting me feel the feelings that were there and yeah. moving on in a way that was healthy, you know, in a way that was forgiving versus moving on to the next relationship right away and not properly healing up but just trying to jump ahead, uh, getting ahead of myself. Exactly. And as a real friend, you're, you say you come to me, Dustin, and you're like, I just went through this breakup. And right away, we want to be a fixer, right? I'm going to say, oh, like, oh, at least it's not this bad. Um, or you should do this and do this. And it's like, I'm trying to fix it right away. And the ultimate goal is for the person to find their own answers. We all have the answers within us, but we got to look within. And maybe I, maybe I just need to hear you out. Like, go ahead, vent it out. And you're venting and venting. And then I ask a question. I get you to think of what, what do I want to do? Who do I want to become out of this? You know, I'm like, hey, Dustin, well, What's your vision from here? Like, what do you what do you want to become? Rather than saying, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Um, oh, don't worry. Just stay positive. And 
in that moment, <laughs> yeah, in that moment, it's like that doesn't help. Or at least this, and I, mean, th- I think one of the worst things you could tell somebody when they're going through a hard time is, oh, at least it's not this bad. Because that's the biggest thing to them in their life right now. That's what's hurting them. So by me trying to compare it to something else, it might not work. Yeah, well, downplaying it, right? Yeah, I'm trying to downplay it. But, um, but yeah, feel it all. And try to. Uh, we're trying to get a person to find their own answers. Maybe like, hey, Dust, what do you think you could have done better in it? Um, you know, uh, but there is a healing process. I think the first step of the, of the process is, uh, maybe you cry it out. You cry it out for, I don't know, maybe it takes you two weeks. Maybe it takes you three, maybe it takes you one week, but it's just like that venting, get all that poison out, write it out, journal it, talk to a good friend. Um, that's not going to be like, oh, you should go do this, go do that, but get it out. That's that toxin leaving you, leaving you. And then once you feel like it's it's like okay now what do i want to do you get enough under you that's like okay i survived it it still hurts but now who do i want to become or what am i trying to do what could i learn from this right we got to have that growth mindset like what let's not let this go to waste remember life happens for us not to us so not oh my gosh this was such a waste no like how could this have happened for me you know what if it wasn't for this i wouldn't have the drive i had right now I wouldn't um, have picked up on my insecurities that I had and try to fix them. You know, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have started working on all these and my life vision if it wasn't for it. This is how it happened for me. Now it's the biggest blessing in my life. Instead of it, instead of taking the mentality of it happened to me, like life's not fair. Oh my gosh! And I take it for me for 20 years. How many people do we know are at the age of? 50 years old or whatever and still holding on to things from the past like it's a lack of healing and that's what this whole podcast is about we want people to begin that healing process no matter where you're at in your life first you got to meet yourself where you're at and you talked about like what do you got to do to go back I had to go back to a lot of places I was stuck in a lot of places it wasn't just one breakup but I compiled them it was compounding over the years from thing that happened to me when I was younger whether it was small or big you know, just little things, and they compound and compound. Um, let me fix this mic real quick. But, yeah, it's like a lot of things that we don't let go of and we keep. So what I had to do was go back and revisit them. And it's, and it's scary, right? That's why we don't revisit them. That's why it's easier to just, like, walk away and say, Ah, well, I'm good. And you try to mask it with something. You try to th- hide it under the carpet. You try, you try to put it under the carpet till the carpet gets so stacked up, and then you notice it. But I went back and I revisited I would sit there in a dark room, and I would say, am I stuck somewhere? Is there something I talk about that still makes me uncomfortable from my past? Like when someone brings it up, like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to talk about that. That makes me sick. Why does it make you sick? If it makes you sick and it's making you feel a certain way, have you really forgiven it? Have you let go of it? Because honestly, it's taking up real estate in your head, in your heart. If I bring it up and it still makes you uncomfortable, it's still deep in there. And so I don't know how many times everyone's different, how many times you have to revisit it. But when you get to that healing process, like I told you the other day, I felt so free. And and, and I know it's a process. Like there's going to be something else that comes up that I'm going to have to go. But I forgive a lot quicker now. And so that's the cool thing about having this mindset is knowing that, well, first off, that these downtimes, these moments that look like, you know, the the lows, that they're honestly these boosting pads that shoot you places that you never would have thought you would have been. But it's because there was so much energy there that all it took was a matter of deciding, you know, where you wanted to use it. Do you want to use it for good? Do you want to use it for bad? If you want to use it for bad, yeah, you can keep digging that hole but if you want to use it for good all of a sudden you open up so many doors that you didn't know were there and that's it's cool knowing that that you can think all right even if i do hit a low you know if i take this risk take this chance and it hits me hard you know it doesn't work out the way that i i hoped that's okay because this is going to be a great learning experience and it's going to push me to things that are sky high uh but, but I mean, I don't think you think that in the beginning. No, 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 yeah. ab- absolutely yeah. not. But that's but yeah, there's a now you now that you forgive quicker, mm-hmm. it's because you have that understanding of where you're going to take this energy from the get go. You're like, all right, well, 
this is what it is. Now, boom, I get a, to insert this into this part of my life and let's see where it takes me. Exactly. Oh, man. This was fun that we decided to do forgiveness and healing because of the value I feel it brings to, honestly, everyone. Uh, it's hard to see friends and family who are in a rut or uncomfortable with certain things uh, and you can see that they just haven't forgiven it that they haven't let go and it's something that there's <coughs> that they're struggling with yeah. you know you could even you could mention oh well go back and forgive it obviously you do have to go in more detail you have to ask questions get them to think um but it's such a cool process to think that this can change your life yeah definitely that's uh like we talked about, you know, there's just a lack of healing when you look around and you're talking and we see it, but we only see it. I only see it because I know what it's like. I know what it was like to not forgive and to be stuck. And I finally committed to taking the journey where, um, as a man, and I think it's human nature. We look for that quickest way out. What's going to help with this pain. Okay. I'm feeling down instead of sitting with this pain and trying to face my fear. It's actually more comfortable for me to go out and drink. It's actually more comfortable for me to go out and talk to another girl um, and to do all these things right away. But the, the thing about that is you don't give yourself a chance to heal. You didn't really reflect on it because it's more it's a lot more scary to look and reflect rather than just go over here. And that's a short temporary. Right. We've been there where it's like, OK, yeah, you get it. You jump into another relationship, but then you. After it's called dabbling, where you dabble in it, and then after the it wears off, you really feel three times as bad because you covered up, and then now you compound it and you like move on to the next. And it's scary for people. That's why I think a lot of people don't do the reflecting. That's why I didn't do the reflecting. That's why I didn't take the time to say, What could I do better? Because it's too scary for me to think about. I'm just like, I don't want to think about it. Let me go to something new. And that's dangerous. That's a dangerous game to play because then all of a sudden you're uh, 40s and 50s, whatever age you are, you get up and, and you're still playing the same game because it's hard to forgive. That scares me. And I think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to scare anyone listening uh, to think that you can go that long without realizing what the deal is. Yeah. Uh, and it's really a little bit of stubbornness. Um, and there are cases that are much worse than others. Uh, but... I guess if you, if you want freedom in your life, in your mind, uh, in your heart, and your soul, being able to forgive has got to be the key to that. Yeah, and, uh, to, and you said stubbornness, but to break that down, it really breaks down to fear. Like, we're afraid. Well, no, Why exactly. are you stubborn? Because you're, I mean, it's a front of being afraid. It's fearful. I'm not going to say it's not. And it's okay that you feel fearful. It's okay that you feel the things that you feel. It's okay that you feel angry. It's okay that... Um, you're thinking the thoughts you're thinking, but you got to ask yourself, do I want to stay here? Do I want to live here for the rest of my life? And usually your answer is going to be no. Like, why would I want to live in this, in this place right here? This is not a good place, but don't be ashamed of where you're at. That's where you're at. Meet yourself there. You got to meet yourself where you're at. And we call it like, well, I'm angry. But then when you break it down, it's like you're putting on a mask. The anger is really fear. There's something you're afraid of deep down. Find out what it is and then eventually get yourself to, to face that fear. What's nice is that we always have the answer to that one, right? I mean, when, when you have that uneasiness, that stubbornness, that fear, <coughs> you have the answer inside you. It's not searching outside all over the place for answers and outlets and this and that, uh, things that are just distractions. It's not You're not going to find the key there to unlocking uh, that freedom. It's going to be within you. And... We have the answers. We do. Right? We, we, you have the answer when you take the time to be with yourself. When you don't take that time, you're always on the go trying to stuff your face with whatever it is to keep your mind off of whatever it is you're afraid of. You'll never, you'll never let the answer come up. But if you sit and you're quiet and you really go back and saying, what is it I'm afraid of? What did happen to me in my childhood years that I think of? Like, let me think of a childhood memory. What's the first thing that comes up? Like, Oh my gosh, this. Okay, why does this come up? Like, should I give it attention? Obviously, it's something that comes up. What should, and go back and visit it. 
do it in the and I'm telling you it's not it's not easy like I spent nights crying for and I mean it was uncomfortable but it was the best thing now I could say it was the best thing I ever done but it was so scary at times where I felt alone in a house dark and alone and I started reaching out and I found God because um I didn't feel alone but it it was a process the I'm telling you there was I felt depressed I felt alone I felt scared I felt like nobody had my back in the whole entire world and till I went to that place and I kept on and I kept on even on the days when I didn't feel like doing it all of a sudden you start coming over that hill and all of a sudden you start seeing light and then I'm like okay Sal like let's keep this momentum going let's keep going and and then all of a sudden I start strengthening and I come back 10 times stronger than I ever was in my entire life. But because I went there and and not going to say it's easy. Like, yeah, you're going to feel a lot of discomfort. You may cry. You may. I don't know. It's not easy, but you owned it. Right. You took ownership of what it was. Accepted it for what it was. And you move forward and realize that. You know, if there's any kind of measure for you know, the man you are, it's a lot of it comes from your intimacy with God. So yeah. going there and using that as a foundational piece to forgive the past, to break free, man, it's, it's powerful stuff. It's a, it's a hard pill to swallow, too, to own it. I'm telling you, that was not easy for me, and I fought back and forth with it. I said, I'm not going to own this. It's not my fault. I'm not going to do it. And I go back and like, Sal, do you really want to be better? Because if don't own this you're going to be a victim your whole life that's the truth and so i went back and forth with it a lot and then finally i committed to um to owning it like i want to get better and um i want to know what it takes to be a man i want to know this masculinity because i want to raise a man i got achilles the only way i could raise a man is be a man so I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to have to face these things. I'm going to have to show, even through hardships, how do you overcome them, Dad? How did you do it? And the only way I could do that is through a living example. Like, you know, before I'd be like, oh, I'll just tell them to do this, do that. Like, that doesn't work. We go off of what, what, what our parents really live. And so now I'm on this journey of masculinity. What is it to be a man? And not being ashamed of it. Like, own your masculinity. You know, all these things, I had a false image of what it was to be a man. You know, um, being vulnerable was something I never did. Opening up, sharing my struggles with the world. Here it is on the podcast. You know, yeah, I cried. Yeah, I went depression. Yeah, I had bad thoughts. Yeah, I started comparing to other people. Started saying like, oh my gosh, why can't I be this person? Like, they have it all figured out. And going all these and questioning myself was the best thing I ever did because that's how I found myself. But I went through all these, like, yeah, you may be feeling that. That's normal. Like, we've, I felt it. I don't know how many other people out there would say, like, oh, yeah, what, what do you really feel? Are you, what are you really weak in? Can you reach out to a friend and tell them, like, hey, I'm not good in this area. Can you help me? You know, compared to a year ago, how much more freedom do you feel you have in life just by having a mindset that uses these things, uses this mentality, and that it's something that, I, that you identify with I feel so free right I, I freedom um I, I I got over the you know the opinions of others what are people gonna say if I you know if I say this or say it this way um no longer no longer matters to me what people say because I know I'm coming from a good place in my heart and I know I don't have it all figured out so I'm not putting it out here like oh Sal will you put this out and you like yeah I fall sometimes still you know but you know, majority of my life, I know where I'm going and I'm trying to get there and I'm trying my hardest and I'll admit when I'm <clears throat> weak in something or I messed up in something and they'll be like, oh, you're Mr. Positive. Like, why are you down today? Because I have down days. I'm not, all, you know, I fight and strive to be uh, the best I can. But yeah, I fall. We're all human. Understand that. Not one person on this earth is perfect. So they'll be like, well, I can't. Who am I to speak? Because I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But sharing your your insecurities, your struggles, people could relate to that, and they could it could help them. This may be a little off topic, but I want to jump into real quick. 
uh, about what fulfillment hero is in the way of that it's not we're not here to motivate we're here to help you commit and to be honest you know if yeah obviously it can it is motivating but that's not our goal is for it to be long term not just die off uh tomorrow um but in what you were saying that's what it reminded me of in saying that you know what some people like to look at age or experience or this and that uh but we've gone through what we've gone through and those things the biggest things in our lives have been the biggest in our lives and obviously there's there may be bigger things to come probably is uh but the value and being able to share from that stance and the fact that we're also bringing in individuals uh that are in our, our networks that we're connected to who can share these stories and things uh, mm-hmm. and that's what's making you know our, our movement here the fulfillment hero movement something that's that's strong that's powerful and that we're excited about yeah I'm that that age thing that you talk about you know what could i get from you guys you guys are just young punks right wisdom is people that go and experience things and find an empowering meaning out of the experience that's wisdom it's not a matter of well i'm over 40 so now i'm wise you know that doesn't age has nothing to do with it could a 19 year old be wise like maybe he went through more in his life and found empowering meanings and he could be wise it doesn't matter your age even though yeah you lived through more but did you did you learn from it did you find the empowering meaning and are you using it for good because you could be to the age of 80 and still be stuck in a 13 year old mindset because you didn't forgive something from the past that's possible and vice versa so that's why i don't like the whole age thing where we say well well, who's this guy he's a young punk or you know, yeah, well, you know, one, one example that uh, comes to mind is, let's say somebody in a job who, I don't know, starts off at, in their 20s, okay, mm-hmm. but does the same job, no greater, okay, maybe, sure, let's say a little more efficient, but it's pretty much the same thing, same efficiency for the next 20 years, and, you know, at that time, yeah, he'll be called the a veteran at it, that he's, um, he has all this experience, you know, 20 years plus, whatever, uh, but it's experience doing the same exact thing. There was no growth, right? So when you look at it in that perspective and look at the time, it's like, well, yeah, you spent 20 years doing that, but if you weren't learning, if you weren't actually growing, if you weren't getting 1% better every day, then what is it to even use that uh, as a way to try to put yourself uh, above people or this and that? Mm -hmm. Uh, It just goes to show, though, that, yeah, anybody can go through an experience if they they look at that take it in uh i can't remember the phrase you just used using uh, um get an empowering meaning out of it yeah yeah that it's anyone can find or have answers to these in- interesting questions in life uh regardless of you know their age marker yeah so that that's one thing too is i'm always i'll always be a student i don't care if you're younger than me I learn from young kids. I learn from older people. I live from people that are living the way I want to live, no matter your age. Woman, man, doesn't matter. Like everybody has, and you got, but you got to see, like, is this person living the way I'd want to live? And if yeah, I learn. Um, also tell you, like, Achilles is one of my biggest teachers. I learn a lot from him. He's like, oh, a year and six months, like, learning from him. It doesn't matter. I, th- I think I'm always willing to learn. I don't, I'm not going to put the front on that. Oh, my gosh, I got it all figured out. Um, some younger kid ain't going to tell me, like, that's the wrong mindset. That'll keep you stuck. Well, man. Well, it, it's, um, you know, it is Valentine's Day. Ooh. Let's talk about, you know, taking that step to, you know, making sure you're healed and making sure that you're proactive in your relationship. Wherever you're at now, if it's been stagnant for years, if you're not growing, you're dying. So how could I be proactive? How could I keep this relationship growing and not, you know, getting to a point where it's like, oh, well, when I got married, I gave up all these things that, you know, maybe who I was. Yeah, that attracted them in the first place. 
But what are you doing to continually grow? Like take that action. And um, if you react a certain way that's damaging your relationship, ask yourself why you react that way. Why do I always respond this way? What is it? And dig deep into it. Like it might take you back to when you're younger. You know, one time I was angry and it protected me. So now I trigger, I need to respond out of anger every time. Is it serving you? Is it serving your partner? Is it, you know, ask those questions. Ask my, ask the question like, have I healed? Have I took the time to heal? If I'm jumping relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship, am I happy? Am I truly happy with what I'm doing? And can I see myself doing this for another 10 years? If the answer is no, go there. Say, okay, I'm going to put everything else on timeout till I take the time to heal. I want to improve. I want to get better. Man, you only got one life, right? So why why keep cutting yourself up? Why keep beating yourself down when yeah. this is the only shot that you get? Yeah. You know, live it to the fullest. Be the solution. Yeah. Figure it out. You've got the answers. And, and not only that, you're only... Not only you're hurting yourself that you're not happy, you're also hurting everyone else that was involved in these relationships with you. You know, it's you, you got two people, but they're coming from past failed relationships and they're bringing those two two bags together. And so they're reacting from a point of like, well, I've been hurt before. So me saying like, oh my gosh, well, all women must be this way. So the next relationship I'm going into, I'm cautious. And I'm thinking like, well, this woman... So I, that means I truly didn't forgive if I'm coming in like that because everyone, like if I'm getting into it, they deserve a clean slate. This is a brand new person, but I'm seeing him from my past relationships. I'm seeing him from what's happened to me in the past and then wondering why it doesn't work out, you know, two years later. Like, why, what happened? What went wrong? Because I came in with the mindset of, like, well, I'm, you know, I'm looking at it from this. Yeah, well, you're already placing them. You're already placing them in that that spot. You know, it's okay. Obviously, you learn from past relationships, okay? And in that way, you can be aware of things. You know, you can acknowledge when things might feel similar, but you don't automatically put them in the same box because from the get-go, you're done. I mean, that, that you lose you lose so much fulfillment in building that relationship and, uh, you know, the longevity of it, yeah. you know, can see that diminish greatly. So what was the biggest thing you learned from your breakup? Man, that's, there was so much. Um, the biggest thing for me probably would be patience and open-mindedness and meeting that person where they were at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in a two-and-a-half-year relationship, which is solid, I, I think. Uh, there's a lot of experience there, but... Being open-minded, having uh, an open heart, uh, being honestly forgiving right there. You know, I today am in a much greater spot when it comes to forgiveness, especially with that. Uh, But before things really went south, being able to to breathe and acknowledge where that person's mind is, and saying, "All right, like I I can see their, you know, how they grew up, uh, what's influenced them." I can understand why they're thinking the way they are thinking, although I don't I don't think it's right or I, I may not believe in it. I don't think it shows good character, uh, but I understand how that came to be, and that was great. You know, being able to go through that, uh, and, you know, over two and a half years, I picked that up, you know, to see, that, all right, if this is going to work out, which that was the mindset, like, we do want this to, to work out, then... Those were some of the first things that came up is right, being patient, trying to find these spots that could help me make more sense of what is going on uh, with my partner there. Um, but now bringing that to the outside world, it's really given me advantage in looking at, at people. I mean, it doesn't matter where it's at, whether it be in a romantic relationship or in the business world with friends, but letting me step back and see, all right, you know, if there's an issue or maybe even not an issue, uh, how can I relate? How can I see what they're seeing? How can I be be wise about this and taking the time to do so? You know, really breathing it in, reflecting on it, uh, finding peace in it and not just brushing over it. Like, oh, well, that's what it is and I'm just going to dive in there and 
do what I think is right and say this and that. Um, but it's that's something that's really helped guide me. Um, and let's see, what else would I pick from that? Um, I think after breaking up, it would be the, you know, learning the ability to use that pain for something that's impactful to society, impactful mm-hmm. to the fulfillment of my life, uh, something that's going to help me uh, you know, serve, you know, God's call for me. And that was exciting. You know, it didn't, obviously, that did not happen right away. Uh, I mean, man, I thought about that, that girl for a year and a half straight every single day and uh, i mean eventually you know after i i truly forgave and i reflected and uh i cut the cords i needed to cut there was no pain there but i mean those thoughts just the memories and things would would come up um do you think you owned it you know what i did own it and now more than ever i look at the aspects that I know were on me um, that, you know, yeah, they were hard. Like, let's say for not having enough patience, for example. You know, I try to be ultra to ultra patient in a logical way, in a way that I believed in. Uh, and that's something that I believed in and, and wanted to, to be strong to. But ultimately, it got the best of me, and there's a million reasons why. Uh, but going back to patience, I ended up not having it the way that I I believed I needed to uh, and owning that now and seeing you know what what like I own the fact that I messed that up that I was the problem uh, and that at the time I am the problem and I thought alright if that's the problem if I am the problem I'm going to be the solution to that I'm going to gain strength and there's a million ways to do that there's talking out in the relationships like the one you and I have there's millions of books on these kinds of things you know the podcasts the videos the reflecting the prayers uh, but that yeah that was powerful owning that accepting it for what it was and then alright well now now I'm clean now I'm good to move forward now I'm not going to put that pressure on somebody I meet in the future because they don't deserve that and I don't deserve to carry that weight I mean why you know, why try to climb a mountain with extra baggage, man? I mm. mean, with, with weights, it doesn't make sense when you can cut them off. And it, when it's okay to do that, when you're meant to do that, when it's more fulfilling to do that. Uh, but yeah, man, it, powerful experience. I have never hurt more in my life emotionally. Mm-hmm. Man, I'd lay in bed shaking, which was strange for me. Uh Man, I would, I would cry my eyes out at random times. You know, one of the the biggest or most vulnerable moments for me actually was when uh, my cousin Jaron and I were roofing uh, my parents' house. And we were up there. I think my dad was helping too, obviously. But he was he was somewhere else buying something. And uh, man, I, I this was right around the time we broke up. And I was just feeling bad. Like I did not want to move, and you know and that's that's hard work. But I did not, I did not want to move. My, my chest physically hurt. My heart hurt. I felt awful, and my cousin made uh, a joke or something. I, I he might have poked me with a broom or something, trying to be funny, and I think I told him to leave me alone. And I'm not normally like that. Uh, it's very unusual. And him still joking told me he's like, oh, you want a hug? okay come here and do immediately man i i stepped over there and i gave him a hug and i cried my eyes out like and that was it felt so good to do that but man like it hurt and it just it was such a great moment um being able to share that with my cousin also him seeing that these feelings i was going through they weren't lies that it's real uh, and me being able to to be vulnerable about that and to open up, to let it out, to say like, you know, hey, God, hey, world, hey, brothers, like this is where I'm at. Like this is how I'm feeling. Like I'm not I'm not perfect. 
but you know to to strengthen our relationships you know this is this is where I'm at right now and I'm not going to hide that because I think I'm Mr. Tough man I've got everything figured out yeah like I I need help because this is tearing me up uh and yeah man that moment just it was good it was good for the both of us and it's good to let it out uh and it was it was important you know I'm I'm super mm-hmm. glad I did that something that stuck with me a lot uh I think was monumental and getting over the hump, you know, mm-hmm. getting in, man, that, that might've been the day before. No, that was like a couple of days after I got into TBE, man, and started hanging out with you a uh, year and a half ago. No, uh, but yeah, crazy stuff, man. Those are, uh, I remember a story similar to that on mine, you know, where I went to, I went to lunch with uh, Jeremy, a good, friend slash mentor that we look up to and you know we're sitting there and we're talking and i'm i put this mask on for for months already where i already know my relationship's not good but I, every time someone wants to talk or i have to put on a, all this energy in front like oh yeah yeah everything's good like you know whatever fake it and i remember we're sitting there and i'm being so fake at the table man we're just talking i'm like yeah this is good this is good um, yeah, cool. Like, yeah, I just can't wait to do this. And deep down, I'm like, I really want to talk about this. But it was that face, that false thing I had of about what a man is. And for the first time in my life, I said, I'm just going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. And I'm like, hey, uh, can I talk to you about something real quick? We're getting ready to go. He's like, yeah, sure. What's up? And I went to say, like, you know, my finances are a mess. Uh, my relationship's a mess. And when it came out, I just started crying. Like right there at the table in the middle of the restaurant, I just started bawling because it was the first time I've ever talked about it with somebody else, especially another man. And for the first time in my life, it just came out and I could not stop crying. I was like, what's happening? Like, why am I crying? But that was the first time I reached for help. And I I was like, wow. Like, you know, I was a little embarrassed. I couldn't stop crying. But then it was like, that felt good. You know, I just, for the first time in my life, I admit it. Something wasn't going right. I didn't know who to go to. I was like, I don't want to tell my friends. I don't want to tell. I have to tell somebody. And that was one of those breakthrough moments. And then I started getting better. And I started seeking help, saying, okay, I don't have it figured out. Let's, let's figure it out. And um, that book that I'm reading, Fathered by God, which is a really good book, about masculinity and what it means to be a man. Every man in in his life longs to hear that two things. You got what it takes and you are enough. So, you know, as a, as a, as a son growing up, if we don't hear that, we're trying to find that. Like, I want to know what I got, what it takes. I want to know that I am enough. And we try to find that through validation, through women or through sex or, through something we're we're looking for it we're looking for that i want to know that i'm enough and that book's so huge it's so so great because it's like i look to god for fathering me like i got what it takes it's through adventure it's through the hardships that we find out not only am i giving you the affirmation that you got what it takes you get to a point something that challenges you you get to a point where you got you're gonna you want to quit and it's on the line and your dad comes and says son get back up get back on that horse you got what it takes and that's what every son longs for like i just want to know what i have i have what it takes and i didn't believe it now i believe it i know i got what it takes now can i pass that on to achilles man that's cool i'm glad you brought that up because uh, uh a mentor of mine and a, a brother of mine brandon he we had a discussion a couple months ago, and uh, I believe I brought that up on questioning whether I was enough, was if I was doing enough, this and that, all these, all these different measurements. And what he told me was that, you know what? That's what we want to do uh, in the beginning is, you know, pull out all these different kinds of of measuring tools and tapes and buckets and things, uh, and trying to check for for distance and for height and for weight and all these crazy things to measure 
whether we are enough, mm-hmm. you know, in this world. But the true answer there, you know, the true measurement is our intimacy with God, our relationship there. That's that's the real measurement in understanding, you know, whether we're enough or not. And that's something that we can we can work on and pursue. Uh, and it's something that's exciting. So in, in that whole idea of realizing that there's an abundance, that by putting your trust and faith in him and just going there, that you're going to be taken care of. If you are intimate with him, you're going to be fulfilled in life. Uh, and I, it's just a beautiful thing to teach, so I'm glad that you brought that up. And man, Achilles uh, is very, very fortunate to have uh, a father with a mindset like that. Uh, to be looking at his relationship with God that way. Um, very cool, brother. Man, this has been good, bro. I'm glad we got this out. Yeah. Because this is, this is heavy stuff. Um, it w- what's funny is that actually speaking about this, they, you know, that whole situation with, you know, hugging my cousin there, yeah, I, I almost got me teary-eyed. <laughs> yeah. Which is strange, man, you know. Uh, it kind of makes me laugh. But uh, it's cool to reflect on these things. And uh, I think we both encourage others to share their stories with anyone. Uh, I mean, anyone that's, that's close to them, anyone that's going to lift them up. Uh, and to share them with us. You know, that's you and I are here for that. Uh, we're always looking to increase the size of our family, uh, those that we can level up uh, to be great in God's eyes. Um, but, yeah feeling super fulfilled while getting this this out man yeah definitely it was it's good it's necessary i want we want people to to go through that healing process i mean ultimately we're every one of us wants to find true love or we want love in our life whatever way but we can't do it with a past that's holding us down we can't do it with using that energy that we're using on the past Imagine if you take that energy and put it into the love that you want for the future or for the person that you're with now rather than holding on to all that. It takes energy from you. Now, how can you channel that? You have to let go of it. Begin that process. That's what the whole purpose of this is. We want to make an impact. We want people to live a fulfilled life. We know fulfillment is that art that we talk about that only you could define. Define fulfillment. Start asking those questions. What does it mean to be fulfilled for me? What do I want out of this life? What do I want out of my relationships? Go into it. And don't think it's unrealistic. Well, maybe I should. No, go all in. And you'll start to, things will change as you go. But go there. Start it. Be your fulfillment hero, huh? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Lock in. Lock in. Go all in with whatever vision it is you have. Um, Also, let go of the past heal we, we need that healing it's huge we're, we're we're hurting each other we're hurting all these but it's just a lack of healing we're coming from a place that we see the world that whatever happened to us that's the way we see it and it's not true if we could let go and find an empowering meaning find an empowering meaning for everything that's happened how did it happen for me ask that question mm-hmm. how could this have happened for me what could this have possibly been trying to teach me how could i use this to better myself Instead of asking those, why did this happen to me? This ain't fair. Why are everyone's? Why is everyone screwed up? Why am I the only one that suffers? Instead, ask the other questions. When you change that mindset right there, it changes everything. Yeah. It it there's. Dude, I mean, this obviously connects to so much, but you know, you get rid of the excuses. You see the world for what it is, and that there's a, an abundance. That there's so many good things, good experiences, so many ways to be fulfilled that it's insane. Uh, yes. But when you when you start looking at it that way, everything everything changes. What you take those you take those rides in a totally different way. You know, those those low hits. Yes. Experience in a total different way. And it makes it exciting. Always ask the question, what am I focused on? What you focus on is what you get. So if you're focused on the pain the suffering, the things that went wrong, that's what you're going to continue getting. We use that analogy of the car where, you know, this guy's going and they're teaching him how to drive a car. 
to, to do the drifting. And he's going and he's in it. And the, the guy says, you got to steer the car where you want to go. So don't look at that wall. There's a wall and he's trying to drift. And he goes, if you look at the wall, you're going to hit the wall. And, of course, the guy's going. And he's like, how do you not look at the wall? There's that big wall there. So he looks at it. Boom. He slams the car into it. And the guy's like, you got to look where you want to go. Just focus on where you want to go. And so they're coming up. And eventually, after the third time, you know, he turns his head to where he wants to go. Doesn't even look at the wall. And the car follows. That's the same thing with life. You keep looking at that wall. You're going to keep slamming into it. What are you focused on? You keep focusing on whatever you keep focusing on. That's what you're going to continue to get. So look where you want to go. Put your focus where you want to go. Where do you want that car to go? And put your focus over there. Stop looking at the wall. Give yourself that advantage. Yeah. How, how cool is that? that? There's things that you can do inside your mind that give you the upper hand in life. I mean, to know something like that, that, to, that you know, shifting your focus, uh, again, changes your perspective greatly. It's freaking powerful. Yeah. What I mean, what is life? Life is meaning. It's the meaning we give everything. Mm-hmm. How could I take this and give it an empowering meaning? That's the difference between someone that's, you know, happy and full of fulfillment that, and someone that's not. We, we put different meanings behind it. Well, this happened to me because it's not fair. And everybody's out to get me. Or what meaning do I put behind this? Well, this happened to me because I needed to improve in areas and I needed to grow. And I needed my faith to be tested because faith untested weakens. I needed all these things to happen to me. And same situation, two different meanings, two different outcomes. Two different outcomes, man. That's great stuff, Sal. Yeah. Uh, Again, dude, pumped up that we got this one uh, in here in the one of our many studios that we like to use. (laughs) Yeah. Man, I'm glad that we got to bring the fire and to talk about something that has affected us both, you know, that people can relate to and that people can use to change their own mindset uh, to use for the future. You know, whatever you may be going through, uh, that's that's your that's your life. That is what it is to you, and your perspective is what's going to change the game. And your focus and, and your, your fo- language. Yeah, exactly. What are you focus on? How are you talking to yourself? All these things. And we got so much more on this. Um, if you guys reach out to us, we could help out with that. I mean, there's so many things that we have notes and that someone that's going through it mm. and you're trying to go through the process. We, and he, honestly, other people in our, our networks, uh, friends that we know who, man, actually by now we've been putting in a lot of work to who we connect with and who, <coughs> you know, uses their, their experiences, uh, for the better good of, uh, the world. But yeah, reach out to us and we would love to have conversations with you. And if not, we have many, many, many uh, you know, places and friends that we can recommend to you, that we can connect you with to you know, help you figure out what's going on and where you need to be going. If you need a little more direction, we have those answers. Uh, so reach out to Sal and I, uh, hey, all over Instagram. Uh, We've got our personal pages. We've also got our at principal self-fulfillment handle. And DM us there, either one. We also got a Facebook page, which has been a lot of fun. And you know what? Please share the episodes. You know, we do do this just because it's something that we love. And we want to continue to do that. And we, we love seeing the impact. You know, it's, it makes it even better, uh, it's great that Sal and I, you know, it started from, from us both having these conversations on a regular basis. And we figured out that we could be more fulfilled by sharing this with others that we love and care about uh, in the world around us. So, you know, yes, give us a follow. Check us out on Spotify, on iTunes. Uh, hit us up in the DMs. Tag us in your stories, in your posts. Let us know what's up. Leave us a review. It's something that we need to work on a little more. Is getting some reviews on iTunes. That's something that can really help us out. And we just want to continue to to keep moving forward, to keep with that imp- impact, yeah? Right? Which is so fulfilling. 
That's it. That's what we're about. Impact. Impact. All right, brother. I think we're ready to wrap this one up. This has been a lot of fun, man. Uh, and we've been pretty consistent this year so far and looking to keep moving forward. We've got uh, many guests that we're trying to work with to get in the show uh, and many topics also. And if there's something in particular that you would like to hear, something that you would like us to touch on, again, hit us up. We can get that figured out. And another note, if you have a story to share and that, you know, Fulfillment Hero was a part of that, definitely connect with us because we would like to give you an opportunity to share that with us uh, through our, our, our platforms and the people that we have around us. Uh, so that you can have some more support there uh, and a new way of sharing your own story. All right, brother. You anything to add to that? Are we good to wrap this baby up? That's good, man. All righty. Well, yeah, this has been real fun. Uh, it's definitely been real, and it's always fun. But, hey, this is Fulfillment Hero, where we share, define, and discuss the principles that model fulfilling life. We're That's it for today. Checking out. Peace. Peace.